Hey guys, welcome back. I know it's been a minute since I recorded a podcast. Um, simply had to direct my attention to um, kind of rebuilding my freelance business. Um, I hope everyone is doing well during this challenging time. Um, definitely been an interesting quarantine to be a freelancer. Um, a really challenging time for freelancers everywhere, people everywhere losing their jobs. So I'm trying to put everything in perspective, but I wanted to take today to, um, basically I'm going to read the uh, Norway photography workshop blog post that I uh, recently published to my photo blog, which is freewater.com. At the top there, you will see a photo blog tab. Be sure to click that and check out all my posts. If you're more of a reader, want to click around, look at some links, and even check out the Nate in the Wild workshop. So um, today I'm just going to read through the blog post, and yeah, you won't be able to see any images, so that's another reason to go and check out the blog if you want to see the photos, or also check out my page on Instagram. Um, You can see all the Norway shots there as they begin to come to life. I have a lot more content that I'm still sitting on that I will put out soon, but for the meantime, you can see a lot of the live images on the blog, which is fr33water.com, and click on the photo blog tab. So I'm just going to start by reading off the blog post, and I'm going to add um, a little bit of more storytelling to the podcast end. So here we go. The Norway Photography Workshop I experienced back in February was nothing short of incredible. I've always wanted to go on a photography workshop, and this particular workshop was perfect for me. It was really unique to be alongside and shooting photography with two people that I look up to greatly, uh, Nate Lube and Autumn Schrock, um, and to join them for their seven-day Norway photography workshop. Um, I would say that I look up to both their photography styles and their photography skill sets greatly. Um, They're both uh, put out just amazing adventure photography content, landscape work, astrophotography. They both are shooting on Sony Alpha and are a part of the Sony Alpha Collective. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I really look up to them, so that's why this was a really good fit for me. Um, I just want to say shout out to all the other people on the workshop. Um, it was really unique to be around people that are not freelance photographers, but that this is a hobby for them or something that they love to get out and do. Uh, it was really cool there, you know, there were so many different fields that people worked in, uh, from a restaurant owner to a physical therapist, to nurses, to surgeons, to a photographer that works in a hospital setting. So there was just a really unique group of people. And, um, yeah, it was really unique to be uh, with everyone on this workshop and to meet everyone and kind of chat about people's different stories and their experiences on other photography workshops. Um, so let's roll into day one and day two. Um, we started our first morning at a classic Lofton Islands photography spot not far from the seaside cabins we were staying in. The town of Reen is beautiful and will take your breath away. There's this notorious composition of the sun rising and some magical alpine glow hitting the sheer peaks rising against the sea. Unfortunately for our first morning, we didn't experience any golden light. Instead, we witnessed a moody, cold, and wintry scene. Uh, Everything was covered from a fresh snowstorm the night before. 
Um, the first morning really set the tone for the next four days, and this is just kind of a testament to how challenging the weather can be uh, on the Lofton Islands in Norway. Um, so getting back to the post here, it says moody, unpredictable, cold, windy, snowy, and rainy. Um, these are just some of the words that I can use to describe the weather in the Arctic Circle and what it's like to be on a string of islands um, in the Arctic Circle. So um, back to the post here, uh, instead of stressing about the weather and conditions, we leaned on our guides to plan out the locations and show us some incredible sights. On our first afternoon, we also went to a coastline covered in snow and watched the waves crash against the shoreline with some amazing Norwegian peaks lining the horizon. Here's an image I made from the sunrise over Rhein. You can see this again on my photography blog. After shooting the coastline, we drove into town. We drove into the town of Lickness for a local meal. Um, and this is where we experienced one of our first kind of local restaurants. Um, they served us cod and veggies and um, I'm not huge on seafood, but it was delicious. And I've learned when traveling, you can't always be picky. Uh, I enjoyed my meal as I was starving from adventuring around with my camera all day. Uh, we took off from dinner trying to chase some aurora on that first night um, above the town of Reen where we had started the day. Um, and we were met with cloudy, moody nighttime conditions where we captured glowing red cabins reflecting off the sea. We ended that night near the Fred Vang Bridge, um, staring at the sky, feeling a little bummed that we didn't capture any aurora on our first day. I remember I had a hard time falling asleep um, that first night um, of the first full day of the workshop, whether it be jet lag or stress from not capturing any northern lights. But as you can imagine, the feeling of traveling this far and wanting to see something and experience something and, um, you know, that maybe it doesn't happen on the first night. I know people go to Norway and they don't see the northern lights at all. So day three. Um, and that, that first whole section was both arriving at the workshop and the first full day. So let's roll into, um, so basically that was day one and day two, and now this is the third day. So day three, I woke up to the feeling of the cabin moving from the sea winds outside. We peeked outside to some pretty serious gale force winds rocking the ocean outside our seaside cabin. We had been tracking a winter hurricane up near Iceland, and I knew it would send some storm surge our way as well. We ate breakfast, enjoyed camera talk over many cups of instant coffee, and made the group decision to go over to the Arctic surf beach called Winstead Beach. This beach is notorious and known for Arctic surfing. We had hoped some local surfers would be out on the beach testing their skills on the storm surge size waves. When we showed up at the beach parking lot, we were shocked at the size of the waves. We jumped out of the van in a panicked frenzy, trying to keep gear dry, but also capture the scene in front of us all. It was epic. I've never seen waves so big in my entire life. Once again, um, you can see the photos of those waves and that storm surge on my photography blog. <clears throat> we were cold, soaking wet from the walls of rain hitting us, so we retreated to a local surf shop bar called Unstead Arctic Surf, drank a few beers as the rain turned into snow outside, and socked in the rest of the light for that day. To be honest, some of my fondest memories from the trip were not only the epic photography locations, but also just sitting around with our group listening to Nate and Autumn tell legendary photography stories 
of photographing polar bears, working with Sony Alpha, and some of their favorite trip stories. The weather never cleared up that day, and we lost pretty much an entire afternoon and evening to storm conditions. Looking back at my Lightroom catalog, I tried to capture some northern light shots behind the cabin, only to capture a frame full of cloudy skies. I went to bed again confused because I wanted badly to see some aurora borealis, but felt stoked on all the amazing things that had happened that day. The weather was challenging, but I liked the challenge. On the fourth day, we woke up to similar conditions, rainy, sleet, wind, pushing the cabin, and overall feeling a little beat up from the first couple days of intense Arctic weather. The weather reports didn't look very promising, so we started to rely on pockets of open sky instead of only listening to the weather apps. We saw an opening on the horizon and drove towards a local beach to see if we could watch some surfers or make some compositions with open with uh, an opening in the storm clouds. Here are some scenes from that beach. And this is the fourth day. I didn't really pause there to, to let you guys know. This is the fourth day now. Um, some cool compositions here. The beach is really unique. And the because of the hurricane conditions, the snow was either falling or melting. So it's kind of a mix here. You can see the snow on the peaks in the background and this kind of seagrass foreground. We jumped back into our adventure van and took a drive around that magical bend and came upon a small Norwegian town sitting peacefully on the coastline. I snapped a few images on my Sony A7R3, but opted to fly my drone on this stop and was not disappointed at all. I captured perhaps some of my favorite aerials on this flight right here. Uh, yeah, I have some really cool drone shots that I still haven't posted yet, so those are coming soon. Um, but yeah, uh, this is just, there's this leading roadway and this sheer kind of shark fin looking mountain out in the distance and the coastline and the, the Arctic Sea here, so pretty cool shot. The day was changing dramatically in terms of weather and vibes. It was fun to drive around and chase little pockets of light, but at the same time, just being see, seeing things I'd never seen in my life. Nate and Autumn took us to a great spot to capture some person and frame photographs where Autumn balanced precariously and gave us a few opportunities to make an epic adventure image. Um, you can see another set of photos here on my photo blog. Uh, that afternoon, we found a frozen lake and got out on our first mini hiking adventure. I was elated by charging in front of the group like I was hiking in my backyard back in Colorado. I had to slow down and remind myself that I was on a group trip and many of our moves had to be made as a group. I lined back up with the rest of the duckies as we marched towards some cool spots hiding off the ro roadway somewhere on the Lofton Islands. So I, I bunked with uh, a guy named Matt Franklin. Um, so. And he's a physical therapist and a really rad photographer too, so definitely check out some of his stuff. Um, I will put a link in the description of the podcast, as well as uh, Nate and Autumn and their website to their workshop. So it says, Matt Franklin and I found this epic spot down by the ice. All credit to him for finding this amazing composition and leading lines with the cracking ice. To me, this is a really classic frozen Norway landscape. Uh, I really like the way this shot turned out. We stood out here until a hailstorm rolled in from the coastline and forced us quickly back to the van. The in-between time was spent eating, recharging ourselves in batteries, and editing tutorials guided by Nate and Autumn. 
It was so unique to watch them edit and learn from them. I asked a million questions about the business side of photography and a million more questions. We spent the evening inside our cabin peeking outside for a break in the clouds to go chase some aurora. That break never came. I went to bed feeling, again, anxious if I would ever get to see and photograph the aurora borealis. Day five, the weather was predicted to break finally on our fifth day in Lofton. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. On our fifth day in Lofton. So we drove to a new coastal town called, I think it's Nisford. I'm not, I'm not the best with the Norwegian towns. Sorry, guys. To start our day chasing some breaks in the gray clouds, I tried to remind myself to capture some details in smaller moments, not just big, epic landscapes during my trip to Lofton. So I spent some time with my Sony a7R 3 and my Sony Zeiss 55mm lens trying to tell a story while I walked around this seaside Norwegian town. A snowstorm rolled in over us and we decided to head to our cabin for an afternoon editing session. <clears throat> we cruised by the classic Fred Bang Bridge and got lucky again with a pocket of golden light which captivated us and lift our spirits as well. Here are a few images from that day. So then we spent the majority of that afternoon driving to more classic spots um, like Rena and walking around and cap capturing different compositions of the yellow cabins that are there. Um, I captured one of my favorite photos on this day. It's again, it's just like a really moody condition. We, we battled some super challenging weather there. So, um, but I like this. This is just this bright yellow cabin in front of this just massive peak and uh, I just really like the simplicity and, on the, and the, kind of the minimalism on the shot, too. It's just like a simple landscape photo with a lot of color and vibrancy, but also just sheer Norwegian peaks. So I captured one of my favorite shots on this day. Um, yeah, I hope you guys check it out if you haven't seen it already. The forecast was set to clear up that evening, so we recharged in our cabins and made a plan to drive two hours north caught Thai food dinner along the way and chased the Aurora Borealis endlessly. When you're on a photography workshop over 4,000 miles from home and you had a vision to photograph the Aurora, it becomes this nerve-wracking chase at some point. Our fearless leaders, Nate and Autumn, drove us through white-out blizzards. I'm talking like I would look up from the back of my van and just be like, how are we even still pushing through this thinking we're going to see clear skies ahead? Um, we crossed our fingers as we sent it north. I remember looking up at the windshield and saying, there's no way there's clear skies ahead. Um, someone peeked out the window finally and said, hey guys, I think I see something overhead. We burst out of the van like a pack of hungry wolves descending on a fresh, fresh kill. I was so pumped to finally see the Aurora Borealis. I hooted, hollered, and screamed aloud while setting up my gear, taking a bunch of test shots to dial in my settings. We finally made it to clear skies and an amazing Aurora Borealis show was erupting above us. <clears throat> we made it to three different locations during this particular Aurora Borealis storm. Because the Aurora storms can last a few hours, we were confident to make some keeper images in one spot and continue moving to some new spots with new features like this incredible peak um, and this picture perfect fjord. What an incredible experience this was for me. It's hard for me to describe what it was like to stand under these lights that our planet is able to produce 
Seeing the Milky Way galaxy is one thing for me, but this is a whole different experience for me. The Aurora Borealis fills your face with a smile, your soul with warmth, and humbles you to try to comprehend how our planet can create some amazing masterpieces. I will let these images speak for the moment and let, let me and leave me a comment below if you've ever experienced an Aurora Borealis chase. I would love to hear your stories. I'm left speechless for the rest of the night, feeling so thankful that we were able to photograph such a magical Aurora Borealis show. Uh, I just remember saying, Lofton, Norway, you've really captivated me on the fifth day of our workshop. And also, I just want to say a mega thank you to Nate and Autumn for all their meticulous planning and Aurora app scouring and driving us to experience this crazy phenomenon. So that was a pretty late night of photography. Um, if you do go on a workshop, there isn't a ton of time for sleep. So just keep that in mind. You won't be sleeping a lot. Um, so day six, I woke up only a few hours later, feeling rather charged up, but also a little beat from a long night staring up at the night sky. We hurried out to the cabins to go and catch one more golden sunrise, attempt over Reen Lofton. As we drove over, we noticed we were going to get lucky with some beautiful light on our last day of our photography workshop with Nate in the wild. Our group spread out along the hillsides among other photographers spread around town, capturing a stellar Norwegian sunrise with beautiful pink glow and glowing golden light. This was the sunshine we had been hoping for our entire trip. I'm just thankful we got to experience some of it, even if it was on our last day. That afternoon, we went to the cabins for more editing lessons and to recharge for sunset and perhaps another epic Aurora Borealis chase. We set out in the early afternoon to hit a couple nearby spots with some really good light, with some really good golden light. And as the golden hour crept in on us, we quickly jumped from location to location, giving us the opportunity to create a diversity of images and capture a mix of the surrounding lofton landscapes. We had a group meal in our cabins that night and noticed the cloud cover rolling in, which limited our chances for another Aurora Borealis show on the final night of our workshop. We still went to a local beach to see if there was potential for skies to clear, and on our drive back to our cabins, we finally found some northern lights floating above our accommodations. Um, this, on this night, we shot a small Aurora storm just kind of right behind our own cabins. It wasn't anything too crazy, but um, still just to be able to see this two nights in a row. Um, it, if, it, if it's cloudy there, you will struggle with seeing them. Um, so to catch another brief show on the last night, it was a real treat. Um, I would say that. <clears throat> day seven, the final day, a few of us stumbled outside to catch some pink light on the peaks, on the peaks surrounding our cabins. It was time to pack up and get ready to drop the group off at the airport and say our goodbyes. Because I had booked relatively cheap travel, it gave me two extra days in Lofton. I booked a cheap hotel in a small fishing town called Ballstead, where I spent two days by myself before traveling back to the United States. Because this blog post and this podcast has reached a pretty lengthy point, I'm going to write one more brief blog about my final two days on Lofton, summarizing my experiences and trip to Norway. I just want to thank everyone for both reading and listening to this podcast and checking out my blog if you've done that. Um, it's a really, it just means a lot to me. It's a really big deal. Um, 
And yeah, check out my Instagram page if you want to see these images. And I'd love to hear your guys' stories and comments below. So leave me a comment on the blog. Check that out. That's fr33water.com. And check me out on Instagram. It's at fr33water. And uh, you can see lots of my travel and adventure photography, both on the freewater.com and also frankieboyphotography.com is my other website. So appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me. I know this was a long one today, but it was a seven day workshop. This is a little bit about what we experienced, what we saw, some of the places we went to and what it was like to be um, on a workshop with two very experienced and professional photographers and this is just me summarizing my experience so you can kind of listen and understand what it would be like if you went on a photography workshop um, and if you need the links for the Nate in the Wild workshop those are also on my blog um, they were great instructors I can't recommend um, their workshops enough so definitely check them out that's at Nate in the Wild and Autumn is at Aut Pops, that's A-U-T-P-O-P-S on Instagram. Um, and yeah, catch you guys on the next one. Thanks again for listening.